0: You're listening to The 685, an Elder Millennials Podcast. This is a show that talks about professional wrestling from North America and all over the world. Your hosts are Josh and Matt. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to this edition of The 685. This is an Elder Millennials Podcast. Uh, My name is Josh. I host this thing, apparently. Uh, I don't know why they let me. Oh, wait. My show. That's why they let me host this. Uh, I am joined by my co-host, the uh, man that does not have the Money in the Bank briefcase, the man that is not the champion, because that's me, uh, but he is one of my very good friends and uh, an all-around good guy. Matt, how's it going?
1: Uh, great. I like the I like the beginning where it's like two things. Like, oh, he's not the money in the bank winner. He's not even the champion, but he's a good guy. I've I've been relegated to like the ricochet of this podcast, essentially.
0: No, this, no. You, you know, you know, behind every great faction leader, there is a great second in command. So, I, I, so then I'm, the I'm, great, the, I'm the great faction leader. There okay.
1: You go. So for, like, let's say this is Undisputed Era, who's the second command? Because at first, you know, there was a time where I was like, that would be, like, Roderick Strong, because well, he was- wasn't the tag team guy. But then because Kyle O'Reilly was so dominant, then it felt like Kyle O'Reilly was, like, the second almost becoming the leader. But you can never become the leader over uh Adam Cole, baby, you know, so – yeah, it's, 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 it's hard to fu- tell. It's funny, you, it's funny
0: you mentioned this when the Undisputed Era is in the process of imploding itself.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's well it's done at this point, I'm assuming. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, especially especially after NXT tonight. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll get to NXT and the WWE stuff here in a little bit. Um Today, as we record this show, this morning I'm sitting I'm sitting, I'm waiting for something to go at work. Waiting on something to update because that's my life. And I'm scrolling through the Twitter feed and all of a sudden I stop on All Elite Wrestling's Twitter
1: page. Yes.
0: Shows a picture of a man that I recognize very well because he's one of my favorites.
1: He looks very nice in, like, it's, in look, shape.
0: Look, looks very nice in a suit. He's got a bald head. He's got a nice goatee. Oh, he, me.
1: I, I, no, I signed it. with AEW. Mathematic oh. is All Elite.
0: No, 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 it's not you. Uh, but, but you have gotten a, a pay bum, so, you know, that is well, good. That's there. true. Uh, right. so, uh, the, Paul White, the former big show, signed Paul with All Ca- Elite.
1: Paul Caucasian American, please. Let's have some decorum, okay?
0: Eh, close enough. Uh, he, he signed with All Elite Wrestling, which, bravo, Tony Khan, it was a good get. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll admit, I'll admit it, it caught me off guard. Um, but because, Big Show had not been used by WWE since July 24th of 2020. I looked it up today. Mm-hmm. That was the last time he was on an episode okay. of WWE programming. Prior, uh, as a wrestler, he had uh, a little little tidbit when they did the uh, retirement of the Undertaker back at Survivor Series last year. But that's yeah. it.
1: That's the last thing he, he did. The, the last, yeah, it was between that and there was a segment where Randy Orton like berated him among other people when he was being legend killer Randy, I guess, again, uh, in that lead up to the fiend, the fiend right. match, was it? Or was it the edge match? Whatever. Um so apparently this is, this is, uh, according to, uh, Sean Rossap over at Fightful, uh, we, we saw that Paul White joined AEW, and it was kind of a surprise get. Like, I don't think anyone saw that coming. No, and, I didn't, I didn't at all. Yeah, I didn't have a feeling because you would think he was kind of a lifer with WWE. However, apparently, and this is only the rumor, and uh, uh, Sapp is pretty good with his stories. I haven't seen him, like, show, like, a lot of bullshit on his Twitter feed or on Fightful. So I'll take this with a grain of salt, but it it might have a little bit of – because he is an AEW, there's a little bit of heat there – is that he was pretty disheartened over his treatment in the Randy Orton segment. He felt like he should have been not seen as a bitch and been talked down to like that, considering his right. stature of the company. And when it came to – Time for them to renew. He wanted more money, and they said, No, God, no. And he's like, Well, then I'm going to go. But they wanted to keep him because, you know, under a Legends contract, they have his exclusivity. Um, mm-hmm. But his price was too high, and of course, AEW was right there. So here you go. Paul White, welcome to the AEW community. After, was it over 20 years?
0: Yeah, The 90- Giants
1: has come back to TNT. I right. think it was 90
0: or 99 is when he signed with WWE, yeah. something like that. So he's been there a long time. Multi, multi-time multi world champion and WWE champion. Uh, he was that guy that I always thought was the um that go-to guy, kind of like Kane was for a long time. Not, not always the guy that you would put the strap on. Obviously, they did a few times. They gave him the belt. Yeah. But he was always a guy that would make your champion look good.
1: He was always a threat. There was never a time, even when he was crying and going through the ironclad contract bullshit, he was always a threat in the ring. He was always a great worker. He right. was surprisingly great on commentary, the moments they let him do guest commentary, which kind of segues into his position in AEW. Right. Uh, he was the quintessential big man's big man. Like, if you ever yeah. said, hey, oh. I want a big man to train under... Person to look up to. That's the big show. That's the giant. That's Paul White. He is the big oh, man's big man. I can't and, think and, of anyone else. No shade to Andre the giant, but he was never yeah. as athletic yeah, in he the was WWE a, yeah, and, as know, and, Paul White was. Before in his independent scene, sure, but. Not not still not to that level of Paul White doing the drop kicks off the top rope and the kip up super, the,
0: the superplex that exploded the ring more than yeah, once.
1: More than once. And uh and he also knew technical wrestling when he put on that little clinic with Kane. He did right. one with Albert, uh the current uh what's the name, Matt Matt Bourne. Matt, Matt Bloom. Matt Bloom, uh, sorry. N- N- not Matt N- Bourne. Don't want N- a, N- no to no shame like the clown. But um N- N- NXT, NXT trainer trainer. Manager. Yeah, the so former
0: Albert, the former A-Train,
1: yes. A-Train, yeah. Yes. So with Paul White, he is joining for, and this is kind of a segue into a, talking about AEW. One is that they're going to be putting on a new show called AEW Elevated. Uh, AEW and Paul White's, Dark Elevated. AEW yeah, I, I Dark Elevated. the full title? Yeah. All right. So he's going to be commentary with uh, Tony Schiavone. And he's also slated – they they said that in, in commentary today on, on Dynamite. They said he has his, his license to wrestle, uh, really keeping kayfabe alive there with the whole having a license to, to be in the ring. So uh, old Paul White, the former Big Show, he's going to be doing commentary on a show that we don't know a lot about, but it is in the AEW Dark series of shows. I have my theory now that I've seen some more info. We talked about this briefly at work, but uh, just to kind of expound on it for a moment. You have right now three shows under the AEW umbrella. Turner, uh, um, Turner Broadcasting wants a second show. They're, they've demanded AEW has a second show on TV. Uh, they want yeah, to have, but, they, but the they've yet to back the down. And no, they have not, they have pulled the trigger because not only that, Tony Khan has said the second show will be on TV in 2021. They're just finalizing scheduling. Look for it probably in spring. Um, so the second show, is going to be most likely what AEW Dark is going to turn into, and this Elevation show is going to turn into what AEW Dark was. And they're slowly transitioning, because I've noticed on AEW Dark, they've been putting more main roster talent on there, and still mm-hmm. having to merge in their independent talent and the tryout talent. So it looks like they're going to start turning Elevation into the pure NXT, uh, purely developmental segment of their programming, which is just going to be practice on YouTube. And then Dark which will probably have a name change, maybe, might not, but it seems like they are going with this dark name for now, will turn into that secondary, quote-unquote, SmackDown show, while Dynamite will be the, quote-unquote, Raw show. Uh, with that in mind, Paul White's going to be such a get for the company as a wealth of knowledge for the big men that they already have. And I'm looking at Lujasaurus. I'm looking at the murder Hawk. I'm looking at Brian cage, looking at the bigger guys that they have working there, Wardlow. And that's, that's a learning tree for these guys to pick up. And especially how athletic they were on dynamite. Uh, you had, you had the murder Hawk and fucking Ray Phoenix put on a banger of a match. And just seeing how big of a guy he is and how athletic and doing the flippy shit with Ray Phoenix, that's something that he can, he can have. He has all the tools. And I just feel like a lot of these big men just need to can, can refine a little bit, you know.
0: Since, since we're talking about that match, I saw some clips of it because I was watching NXT tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, two things. One, Ray Phoenix is a treasure. Please protect oh, yeah. him at all costs. Oh yes. That dude is legit. I, I I'm going to call this i'm going to call this mm-hmm. both him and penta el zero M will both at some point in their career while they are signed with aew they will win the world title.
1: Oh, how can you say something' so controversial is yet so brave like oh and, that it would be it would be a highway robbery if that did not happen
0: and I also think Archer is on that short list yeah. As well. Yeah, Archer is primed.
1: I, okay. this is kind of going into talking about Revolution. We get to there because, uh, we have Penta and Archer in the ladder match for the TNT Championship. Actually, a shot at the, the TNT, TNT, TNT Championship. Champions. Yeah. Well,
0: before we get there, let, let me mention one thing about Lance Archer. I remember when this guy was Dallas in TNA. That was like 2000, <laughs>
1: wow. 2004. Dallas
0: so he has China. come a long way. He was He was Kid Cash's lackey. He was the Mm -hmm. diesel, uh, the the diesel to Kid Cash being Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And and that's basically what it was. And and then Kid Cash went on, did a couple things in WWE, and then has kind of gone his own way since. But I remember him then. And then, uh, he came to WWE for a spell and was Vance Archer. Mm -hmm. Uh, before that, he had gone to his name Lance Hoyt and was using that in TNA. And then went to Japan and became this crazy guy that we know now. Yeah. Uh he was part of the uh the Killer Elite Squad with David Boysmith Jr. Um that those, was those were that was of one most. of my favorite yeah. tag teams in New Japan. Definitely. They, they were legit scary in the ring. And
1: what were God, they called again? It, it, the murder the murder death kill crew? No, 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 no.
0: They were the Killer Elite Squad.
1: Killer Elite Squad, there K-E- we go.
0: K-E-S for short.
1: The Killer yeah. Elite Squad was the team they that you would so say, crazy. hey, someone needs to warn them that this is a work. Because <laughs> they yeah, might actually kill somebody. In yeah, the yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That, that, that's kind of, that's kind of it, man. Yeah. Um, so the K-E-S, way back in the day, I, I, I gotta find something on it, because I, I really want to say, um they were part of they were part of Suzuki goon if I remember correctly. That's correct,
1: yeah. They, were, they so, were under that umbrella. Yeah,
0: so so they were they were under Suzuki goon Yep, and that makes perfect sense because Minoru Suzuki is also a treasure that needs to be protected at all costs. Uh, because I legit will watch that guy wrestle every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Oh yes. Um, because that's a guy that is in his early fifties that can still do all of the manipulation that will le- le- legit kill you, and he's oh yeah. He, he is like the coolest dude, by the way.
1: Oh uh, yeah, de- mean, definitely worth following on the socials. Fans, but... Yeah, fan of the show uh Minoru Suzuki. He's a great guy. Um, I, I love his I love his uh his sportswear line. Like he's he he actually has his own like clothing line that he's been I rocking. Am. If you follow him on Instagram, you see him showing off the socks that he has, the shirts that he has, pile driver clothing. Um. I'm sure none of it comes in, like, large American sizes, of course, but well, it he still he looks is a bit, pretty legit. for
0: a Japanese guy. Minoru Suzuki's a big dude.
1: Oh, yeah, he's a big boy. He's a big, sick boy. Not gonna lie, so, but so, so yeah, there's hope, but...
0: Right, but but my, my sidebar, bringing this whole thing back around, uh watching that development of Lance Archer in New Japan, and then him coming to AEW, I'm glad that he did, because that's a that's a big guy that was needed in AEW. Mm-hmm. I wish he would have stayed in Japan as well, but with, with the, the quote-unquote forbidden door being open now, yeah, I hope he goes back. I hope he sees uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. again mm-hmm. because I want to see them rip the crap out of people well, because it would be fun for me.
1: That would be very fun, and what's cool about that forbidden door, uh, just over the weekend uh, on Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, the main event was – John Moxley going against Davey Boy Smith Jr. in a banger of a grappling match. So it's there. They're all within orbit of one another, which Mm -hmm. is really good to hear. I think that's it's a very tasty proposition when it comes to tag team wrestling and seeing them two get put back together is only going to benefit. I take that back. I'm sorry. As I'm saying this, I feel like Lance Archer might be a little above – Tag team wrestling. However, with AEW's faction warfare, putting right. him under the Jake the Snake Roberts faction, maybe get a third person. That would be something even more tantalizing because you right. could have Lance Archer as your heater. You get the Murder Hawk as the main singles guy, but he still works very well with his exactly. tag team partners. So you could have him kind of go both ways. I think right. it's it's very 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 sweet proposition we can get going. Right. And
0: and I'm okay mixing talents around and things. You don't always have to chase a title. Uh he's proving it right now. You don't have to chase a title to be big. Yeah. Uh and I don't mean that I don't mean that in the literal sense of big as in a big guy because Lance Archer is a big guy. Yeah. Uh, but the the fact of the matter is he he has everything he needs. Yeah, I know he's a little older. He's in his forties, but he wrestles in a way that, as long as he takes care of himself, he'll be able to wrestle another decade. Mm-hmm. Whether or not he does, that, that's solely on him and how he treats himself. But still, <laughs> dude, dude, dude is um, someone that I suspect, that especially with going up against Ray Phoenix in a, in a match like that. Yeah, that's something that don't don't sleep on that, and, and that's kind of my, my whole point. But you were talking. Uh Revolution's coming up here in a couple weeks. Uh the card's not finalized. We won't have a show before Revolution if I Yeah. It's, if, if close I to, party, it's
1: as close is, to finalize as possible. Right. I'll say that.
0: Yeah, because the the show's on, on the seventh. We won't have another show here uh until that following Friday, the twelfth. Yeah. Uh which will be the next show after this one, because we're doing every two weeks right now. Um so we'll have our reactions to that show then. But for now, I, I'm just looking. I'm looking through the. I'm looking through the the match card. You know, uh, the Young Bucks defending the the tag titles against uh, Jericho and MJF. That that'll be good. Uh, yeah. Team Team Taz versus Darby Allen and Sting. That's a street fight. Uh,
1: probably i I was wondering if that was going to be a cinematic match, but after hey, seeing dynamite seeing dynamite uh sting did the stinger splash and the uh the death drop in the ring he can he was moving very nice and spry for a man of his age. I know 61. what's cool yeah so what's cool about a street fight and and this will kind of tie into another match we have on the card with um what you would call it the uh, Shit! What's their name? The the ball dudes? They say yeah. What the hell's their names? I can't even think of them off the top of my head.
0: FTR, man.
1: Yeah, FTR. There we go. FTR. Why? Why? Gonna,
0: why are you? Why are you? I, putting, why are you doing this, man? FTR is legit.
1: I know they're legit. My flips, brain doesn't just work. Fists. Well, they do get off the top rope a couple times now, but with them bringing Tully Blanchard into a match for, I think that's dynamite next week. Um. There, there, there's definitely hope for for Sting to actually have a decent match and not get hurt. Because while you think of a street fight, like, oh, that's dangerous. There's weapons and stuff. There's but if you, talk, if you talk to, like, actual wrestlers, they say that the death matches are actually the easiest ones to do because you just kind of fake hit each other with these weapons and they break open and you could be much more managed in a small area with this type of talent. However... It's a little bit of, of, of a cringe idea because I keep thinking back to Sammy versus Matt Hardy and how they, I don't think they'll ever get to that level again right. of, of danger, especially with the guy at Sting who has had the injury he's had. But right. if it's, it's it, sp- I don't, Spinal
0: stenosis for the record is the injury.
1: Yeah, so I think they'll be careful. I hope they'll be careful, but Sting does know, Sting's an old, he's a, he's a grown up, he knows what he's getting himself into. I think I think he wouldn't do this if he didn't feel safe.
0: Well, and and that's my hope. And and that's the one thing that I will openly criticize WWE about. They did not use Sting the way they should have. He yeah, I know yeah. that Sting did the trip around the world more or less after WCW closed its doors and never made it to, made his way to WWE in a timely yeah. manner. T- timely being a relative term. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh um
0: but him not him losing against Triple H at Mania did nothing for either one of them. Right. Um, that whole well, it was fa- the, that whole fake the Monday edit- Night well,
1: War. The Monday Night Wars are finally over. Like shut the fuck up, Michael. It was it was
0: it was a decade later.
1: Yeah, it was, a it was so too funny. late. I'm sorry. It was great for a meme match or, like, someone saying, hey, hey, dad, how how did wrestling used to be? And it was all sorts of, like, little in-jokes. Like, the only part of that match that makes me crack up every fucking time is Kevin Nash pretending to blow both of his quads (laughs) on the side of the ring. He grabs his legs and falls over. And people like, damn, did he do that again? And he's like, no, he was just doing it for the jokes because he knew how stupid this was. He already knew it was just so that, like, Vince McMahon could go, like, masturbate over this fucking match because he's like, look what I did, brother. This is good shit over WCW. Right, right. and it's
0: it's one of those things that I didn't like. I did not like the way that whole thing played out. Sting... Sting. God bless Sting for doing it. Yeah, yeah. Sting 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 did not get a fair shake in WWE, and that pisses me off Mm -hmm. because that is a guy that bled, that sweat, that, you know, everything for this business for... 30 odd years by the time he had gotten to WWE. Yeah. And was basically basically as a WWE fan and knowing Sting and being a fan of Sting because I watched Sting for a long time prior yeah. to that, um there there was no respect there. It's kind of shitty. Uh I wish that you know, I, I'm glad I, I say this in retrospect because I understand what happened and I heard the interview with Sting afterwards. I'm glad that the match with Rollins that ended up with him getting spiked on the the turnbuckle happened the way it did, because Sting would have kept wrestling, and oh, he yeah. would have gotten injured, and he could have gotten paralyzed. And he says he never. He says to this day, I don't blame Rollins for that match.
1: No, of course not. Yeah,
0: because it was an accident. It happens. I'm actually kind of grateful because it found out that I needed to stop.
1: Yeah.
0: So. And then this is
1: when you get the fucking. Uh, uh, the narrator you get you get Ron Howard going, and then he started t- doing wrestling again. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. And, um, and,
0: and on that day he died,
1: but he lived. Yeah. He uh, there
0: you go. But but my whole my whole point on that one is just they they did him kind of dirty, and it bothers me. I wish this whole thing with Sting and now another company, I, Street Fight. Okay, fine. Yeah, we can protect him a little more, and I'm hoping it's something interesting.
1: But... It'll be very... And and, and, and 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 I'll say is... They've made Sting such a big deal in AEW, more so than anything since he's been in, in WCW.
0: Well... TNA. He he was the guy at TNA for quite
1: a while. He he was the guy, but he wasn't the god-tier guy. He was just an A-level guy. And there's a difference between being the god-tier guy that Sting is right now and the A-level guy that Sting was then. It's this weird, like, mystique and aura about him. Rather than him being a guy named Steve, he's now just Sting. And it's a big difference.
0: Right. And I'm hoping that this this doesn't mean that he's going to wrestle all the time. I I want, I want them. If he's going to wrestle, I want it to be something special. I want it to yeah. have meaning. Oh yeah, not There's just no a way. match for a match. Because he's at that point where, if he's going to do it, it needs to have a meaning behind it. And this has meaning behind it, so cool. Um, the uh what, what else on this looks interesting to me. And, and okay, you know what? I'll get to that one in a minute. Let, let's talk about this Casino Battle Royal for a future AEW World Tag Team Championship
1: match. We well, you gotta help uh, the show somehow.
0: Okay, yeah. You you and I were going through this. I'm like, okay, I n- I know who the Dark Order are. Of course, no, number forty sends his regards. Uh, uh-huh. I, I know I know that Santana and Ortiz need to win the tag titles. I'm sorry, they need to be the next guys that are team champions. Period. Yes, yes, uh, Butcher yes. and Blade. You know, top
1: flight. Love top flight.
0: Uh, top flight. I don't know very well. I'm gonna have they're, to go They're they're two
1: some. young young bucks. Not, no pun intended. That are. Just do flippy shit, but they also know how to work in the ring for being very, as young as they are, they right. seem way more like seasoned in the ring than they ever should have any right to be. Right. Um, and they're like definitely the future of AEW tag teams.
0: Well, then you have, uh, guys that I think will be tag team champions here sooner rather than later, private party. Yeah. Uh, th- those two guys are good. I-, I like them. Uh, and then I, I saw this. I'm like, Matt, who the hell are Bear Country? Is this some sort of reference to a community that we're not going to talk about?
1: Oh, you mean AJ Styles fan base? Oh, no. God. Bear, Bear Country, so they're big on AEW Dark. Bear Country is a tag team of a couple big, thick, meaty boys who I would say if if the analogy – and I don't want to, to pigeonhole them because you, would, I would immediately go they're kind of like War Machine – but if War Machine were Sasquatch hunters, that would be Bear Country. But you, I'm you, not mean the, you
0: mean the? You mean the the, the Viking uh, the? No, hold, on, hold <laughs> on. The the War Raiders. Yes. Or the Viking experience, or yes. Mountain Dew presents Viking experience, <laughs> or the Viking Raiders. The or only one of those names that should have stuck. The only one of those names that should have stuck in WWE should have been the War Raiders, and it yeah. should have never changed after it that. Never changed I'm sorry. I know why they couldn't do War Machine in the U.S. because of a Marvel copyright, yeah. much like the Dark Order couldn't be Super Smash Brothers. Correct. So I get it.
1: But, uh, but War Raiders, but, Vi- had had no Raiders, yeah. Raiders had no choice. No, uh, Vi- no, Vi- or no, Viking Raiders had no choice.
0: Viking Raiders, still, still terrible. Viking Sorry, yeah, War Raiders.
1: Yeah, War Raiders was a perfect name. Um, and and you,
0: they're still going by Hanson and Roe, but then they changed to Eric and Ivar, which I yeah. also have complaints with, but whatever. Thanks. Uh so 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 sorry, bear country. Bear
1: country. Bear country's fucking awesome. They're big meaty boys that do big meaty boy things. Uh they are a couple of just they yeah, they are smash like mouth in your face. They look like they're Sasquatch hunters. Uh-huh. Um and that's it. There's not much to them. They don't have uh-huh. promos or anything like that. I don't yeah, know if no, no, they've got eye. No,
0: no dueling banjos, no, <laughs> no, not like
1: references. Okay. no deliverance bullshit or anything like that. This isn't a Vince McMahon vehicle. Um, it's, 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 it's it, they're good guys in the ring. And I think that they definitely are, like top flight, are future contenders in the division AEW. They're going to be a stable.
0: Gotcha. I think that'll be good. Um, and, and to, to close this out, I, of matches that are set. Yes. Uh, we'll talk to Women's World Championship Eliminator in a second, but I have a problem with the stipulation on this particular match. This is the AEW World Title Match. Uh, i sorry about to
1: start talking about the big money match, but continue. Uh,
0: I'm not going to even mention that one because It's dumb. <laughs> yeah. um, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. This is the third time they're going to match up in AEW. Cool. Yeah. It's the AEW Title Match. Cool. Yeah. I like this. Um... Exploding barbed wire death match. This screams yes. really bad indie match to me.
1: Fuck yes. I and this screams it's about damn time we've had an exploding barbed wire death match in, in American mainstream wrestling. And if it was anybody else, I would agree with you. If you told me this would have been a match against I don't know, fucking Cody Rhodes and, and and Scorpio Sky or some like two people or or even a top tier talent will say it was like Adam Page and Chris Jericho doing it. I would have said, This sounds hokey as fuck, it makes no sense. But it's when it's, on, it's John Moxley, John Moxley is the hardest of hardcore in the AEW roster. Next to like Luther, but Luther would have made this corny as shit. But John Moxley this is what he lives for and this is where he made his grains of salt in working in the business was this type of match and I feel like if someone's going to do it justice and make it a real psychological match, he's the only guy with the tools to do it alongside Kenny Omega.
0: Okay. Two two things. John Moxley is one of the one of the better technical wrestlers <clears throat> out there.
1: Underrated for technical wrestling, yes. Right.
0: And he works, he works a very strong style, which I appreciate both of those things about him. And those are the things that I like about what he does. Yes. All of the hyper violence, like the almost Deadpool level cartoon violence that he likes to do in matches. And Kenny Omega's obviously going along with this. Not for me. There's a, there's a reason why, uh, and, uh, number 40, aka our producer, will be very pissed off at what I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. Um, it's the same reason why ECW died. It just it lost it. It's one of those you you will eventually get desensitized to things like this.
1: It, the, and, the difference and, though is ECW had that in every match. It became kind of like how the, how TNA did lockdown. And if you do a cage for every single match, you're like, okay, the cage is kind of just a prop at this point.
0: Well, and t- WWE is equally as guilty as stupid things like that. They did what, like three elimination chamber matches in one in one night. Yeah. Uh, the, at least at least this last this last elimination chamber, it made sense. They were both the marquee matches for their two brands. Right. That were on the show. Fine, but when you have like three and four of that match in one night, you get match fatigue. And I'm not I'm not feeling like they're gonna do hyper violence as an ongoing thing in AEW because they're proving to me that they won't.
1: Right. Yeah. This isn't but, a, this isn't a crutch at all. No.
0: No. No. But I feel like they should have. Done something, and, and 40 and I were talking about this. Um, something that's, I don't know, something that's more, uh, I'd say like, like a cage match or something, but you had a cage match for a stupid reason, which was Cody Rhodes versus Warlow for the record. Go look it up. It was a Dallas. stupid, it was a stupid reason for a cage match.
1: I Uh, I feel like they wanted to test out a cage just to see if they could do it. Like That was was a beta test for a cage match.
0: (laughs) Well, as far as I'm concerned, the cage match in AEW, this should have been the first cage match. Uh, Like a hardcore cage match. Like weapons mounted to the side or something. Like if you wanted to go that that level, that would have been a great blow-off match. Exploding barbed wire still seems a little hokey to me. I'm hoping they'll pull it off. But that, that's kind of my complaint on it. I don't want to be desensitized by things like this. Oh, anytime John Moxley's up against the wall, he's going to pull out some sort of stupid, crazy indie-level match uh, that may Wait, not so do is well. This
1: isn't in, This is, you some, get, this is you, Japanese as fuck.
0: You, you, this get, is, you get my point, though. You get my point. Yeah, it, it, no, it, I'm,
1: I'm, I'll agree to disagree with you on this, but I think for Moxley, this is his thing. Like, this is – he is – The heart, like, if you look at, like, let's say he was a creative character and you had the four different styles. You had, you had technical, you had high flyer, then you had, like, brawler, and then you had hardcore. He'd be all up in the brawler, hardcore, and then with a smattering of technical. And no high flyer stuff. And this is, like, Mick Foley-esque in how he did. No one was complaining when Mick Foley was doing this. And Mick Foley is a fucking legend.
0: Yeah, hey, but he never, he never did an exploding barbed wire match. It, like I said, yes, it's just, did. It, it's one he did. That's how he lost the...
1: his ear. That's like literally how he lost a piece of his ear.
0: My, my point, my it wasn't point on is,
1: WWE TV, because WWE, that's just not their brand. But right. AEW's kind of setting themselves apart by saying, we're not going to do the same shit that WWE wants to do. At least right. ideally. They do run right. into some shit where they'll go, okay, and we'll make fun of it and then go, if WWE did this shit, we would be all over it. And, I, and I'll totally own up to that. I'll be like, yeah, AEW's done some corny shit, too. This one, I think, as long as it's not something that comes up once a year, if this comes up again in the next 365 days, mark my words, I will call the shit out of it. But if this is a one-time deal as an epic proportions blow-off match against Kenny Omega, who is, remember, the Thanos of this world, uh I, I'd say it's warranted considering what John Moxley's character has become at this point.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Like I said, I, I'm hoping that they don't make this hokey. That it actually carries weight, as in, yeah, this could be a match that they could use sparingly. And I will underline that, bold face at everything else sparingly. This is a not a once a year match. This is a once oh give shit
1: us, match. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is this yeah, give, is, give oh us shit. Er,
0: give us a couple years. Give us a couple years before you try to do this again. Yeah. Um, but I. I I will say this, and I and I I always try to say this because our producer likes to say that I like to crap on AEW. I'm not crapping on AEW. It's just I want to see. I want to see how they'll pull things off, and for the most part, I've been I've been happy with the way they've done it. I I may criticize the speed in which they go, but I say the same thing about WWE all the time. So, um, on that note. Something that I am enjoying, uh, is the fact that they are working on building out the women's division,
1: finally. Finally, yeah.
0: Uh, you have Hikaru Shida, who's been sitting at the top of the division unchallenged for a better part of the year. Yeah. Um, so now you're at the point where you have, uh, you, you have your last five competitors sitting here. By By the time you hear this, this, this will probably be a little further along.
1: Yeah, you're down to four
0: now. You, know, you should you should at some point be down to four. Actually, it'll be over the weekend. Uh, it'll be one of these one of these five individuals will face Karashita for the AEW Women's Title. It'll either be Thunder Rosa, Riho, Nyla Rose, Yuka Sakazaki, or Ryu Mizunami. Correct. So so I was watching I was watching some of the Japanese matches, and. That is Japanese A F, dude. <laughs> yes it is. Uh and, and like it's jarring if you're used to a studio production, live production like AEW, Dynamite, or or NXT or Raw or SmackDown or Impact or <coughs> insert brand American brand here. That is the way that they're they they've shot the Japanese side of the card, that is very much Japanese no frills. Yeah and I respect it but but um
1: which shout outs to Hikaru Shida. she has been the director and the the producer and the the road agent so to speak for the japanese side of this and party. she's been doing the, the commentary there. doing the commentary in japanese uh, they've actually been uploading the japanese side of things so if you want to watch it with japanese commentary it's on youtube um And just how much effort, how much of herself she's put into this tournament to make it work, the effort she has, it's just so admirable. And what's really cool is that you're getting to showcase some of this talent that I remember when these women, the Joshi wrestlers, first jumped on the American scene in AEW, it was kind of rough. They were still trying to figure things out, looking like, you know, small fish in a big pond. But being able to put them kind of in their own bubble, so to speak, doing this Japanese-style production... Accentuated them, which I'm very excited to see who comes out of this and comes to America for the match because that's going to be a huge test to see, Hey, can you rise to the occasion and how, how good you're going to look on TV with the big production and the the spotlight on you, so to speak.
0: Right. And one, one thing that this is actually a gripe that 40 told me and I agree with him. The women are not getting the time on dynamite. No, not. that bu- that bugs the hell out of me. That is the most 90s thing that I've heard about TNT. Yes. Uh I was wa- I w- let's compare this to 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 NXT <coughs> this evening. There's a match women's champion, Io Shirai, NXT women's champion. in in a match in the prime slot in the middle of NXT tonight. Yeah. puts on the longest match of the evening for the record mm-hmm. against an up and coming talent that had just sh- shown up to the brand. So, you know, not, not really spoilery on that one. Um, but their women's champion is on the show just about every damn week. Yeah. She is a focal point of that brand. And that's something that AEW with TNT being their partner is failing to do. But that is on TNT. That is not on AEW. They are doing this tournament. This this tournament, this tournament shows they give a shit about women's wrestling. Yeah. Because women. They're better at wrestling than you and I, Matt.
1: Oh, yeah. Because yes. we suck. Yes, we do. It so, is not pretty to watch us have a wrestling match. You do no, not want to see no, that. No, no, absolutely um, not. I would not, not pay bad. for that. Not bad. I would pay for that. To re- I would, I would, I would have have pay to you. To I would have to pay you to watch. And I right. still feel bad. Right. It's, it's terrible. So. But. With this, there is a theory on Reddit that got a lot of traction. I'll keep it really short, is that Tony Khan is not into women's wrestling, even though Kenny Omega and by extension, Hikaru Shida is really pushing this. Tony Khan is kind of sup- uh, supposedly the bottleneck where he was having some interviews. He was talking with uh, uh, it was on that oral session show with uh, Renee Young, and she I want to mm-hmm. say it was that show. Might not be, uh, but it was an interview and they said, who are your favorite up and coming stars? And he named a bunch of male stars. And then the interviewer said, well, what about like Britt Baker or Thunder Rosa? And he was like, oh yeah, they're cool too. And this kind of was like very passive, never said anything about the women. And that might be his mindset because remember, he came up in the attitude era. He came up in ECW and he's really big into men's wrestling when it comes from Japan. Right. So his brain might not even be looking at the women as someone besides. Side pieces, because look at what the women he has put on there. More specifically, you're looking at like Penelope Ford, you're looking at um uh crap. My brain's oh like Anna Jay was supposed to be like part of the Dark Order as like a side piece, I think, but then she was able to break away from that idea. Right. I don't know if this has any legs. This is literally just people shit talking on the internet, and it could be completely false. I hope it is. But it is telling that. AEW TV has been very male dominated, and your champion hasn't really been featured all that right. much. And I'm hoping this year is the turning point that after here we get some serious contendership with that women's championship. Right, and,
0: and one of the things that I, I I will I will backtrack and revisit real quick. I mentioned this last year. You and I were talking, mm-hmm. and I and I and I think uh, I think uh, Forty was on the show with us. And I mentioned the weakest point on AEW's roster right now is the women.
1: Yeah, that, that was then.
0: That was last year. I don't remember exactly what time of the year. So go, go look it up and prove me, prove prove me right. Um, this, thinking of it now, in hindsight, that would make sense if the guy that's your head of creative, your EVP, your co-investor, your guy that's basically running the company if that's not his thing, where that's going to be your bottleneck. It would make a lot of sense, and it makes sense as to why a lot of the women's stuff seem to be very meh. Yeah. Uh But you have a lot of very, very talented women in the world of wrestling these days. Very talented. Like, they will wrestle circles around guys, and they've got a few on that roster that can do it. Yeah. And, and get, give them a chance, let them do it, give them minimal of one segment on the show and a wrestling match on the show. Give, mm-hmm. give them 20 minutes of TV time. And right. do the uh, do the other, what is it? Uh It's, for a two-hour show, it's like 90 minutes of time. The other 70 minutes, focus on the men. Fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, get, but give the women that spotlight on their own. Yeah. Don't gimmick it. Don't do anything stupid. Mm-hmm. They, des- they deserve that because they are, they're all working as hard, if not harder, than men. And this, yeah. and this tournament proves it.
1: Yeah, this term has really been a shining star for the women's division. Uh, these matches have been pretty good, pretty solid. I'm looking at the times right now, and they've been reaching the 15 minute mark, close to the 15 minute mark. So okay. you've been getting some decent, like full matches, not just quick roll-ups. Right, the, like The, the quarter
0: the quarterfinal matches are all over roughly, minutes. yeah, all over 13 minutes. Yeah. So that that's. That's not enough to tell, like, a great story. You don't need to have hour-long matches to tell a story. And and I'll say that. That's something that people will fight me on. I don't care. Fight me. Um, You can tell a good story in 15 minutes. Mm
1: -hmm. And they're doing that. And Perfect timing.
0: Right. It's enough to get your point across. When it's a title match or it's a finals match, then give them 25 minutes, 30 minutes. Let them tell a big story, a big struggle. But you gotta give them the opportunity and.
1: Yeah. It, whoever it, it's, it's, whoever it's comes thing. out of this, whoever comes out of this, the main event's gonna be killer. I already and, and, know. And I
0: hope whoever faces Hikaru Shida for, for that women's title at the end of this, a couple things. I hope it's someone we're not expecting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and I hope that they tear the damn house down when they do it. Yeah. Like yeah. it, it, it no, it's ands or buts because that match will happen at, at Revolution, mm-hmm. and I will tell you right now, I think that may be spoiler if it's the right person that wins the final, that will be spoiler for best match of the night.
1: Yeah, it'll be so good. Um, and I'm hoping. And no offense, like Sheeta's had such a great run; it's time to drop the belt. Right.
0: Um, and, and that's how great I'm for with her. Most
1: champions, yeah, yeah. It's it, it'll be great to just kind of get moving and have. Uh, uh, this is the last bit I'll say about it is we got to see hot Yakuza waifu Shida on, on the tournament popping out in her suit and I want to see Yakuza Shida as a heel after this. I want something to happen to turn her heel huh. so she's wearing the suit, which was fucking awesome. It was hot as shit. We need more of it. And that's, that's just for me only. That's really, um just for me. And, uh, if there's a GoFundMe page to have this happen, mm-hmm. I'll put in, I'll put in all my tendies from the GameStop stock. It, it'll, it'll be fucking great. However, regardless of what happens, this is, this is only going to be good things. This whole pay-per-view from top to bottom looks solid. Yeah, looks, looks like it's going to be like a good show. banger, banger of a show coming off the heels of a banger of a pay-per-view at Elimination Chamber. This is another one just in the bucket. I think we're having, it's a great 2021 so far. Great wrestling year. yeah, we've had, we've
0: we've had. We've had great, high level production shows, and and, yeah. and I was thinking about this earlier. AEW has put on great shows. NXT's put on great shows. Yeah, Raw's sometimes hit or miss. Impact is fire firing on all cylinders right now, which is very yeah. interesting. And then you have yeah. SmackDown. SmackDown is another level, man.
1: Smackdown okay. is is really good. That's,
0: like, a, that's a that's a treasure of a show to watch every week. Yeah. I, I recommend take your Friday evening, come home from work, take your take the shoes off, eat, watch SmackDown. It is worth it because you have a guy named Brian Danielson, aka Daniel Bryan, aka the the multi time world champion helping book that damn thing.
1: Yeah, you could tell uh, that it's been it's very nicely written. The whole show just Cohesive. Yeah, t- top to bottom. Look, look
0: at the guys you've had. The King and Strong Style starting to come back. You're having, you're having, uh, the powerhouse Cesaro coming back.
1: Big Dick Tony.
0: Yeah. <laughs> God damn
1: it. That's his name. Uno champion, Big Dick Tony. Good lord.
0: Uh but you have, you have so many people that have just been kind of unused. Biggie's, uh, Intercontinental title run that has been great. Biggie oh, yeah. is a treasure. And I say that about these people that just, when they go out there and they do their thing, I have to stop everything I am doing and I have to focus solely on them. There, there are a few guys that do that. Malcolm Vivens does that in NXT. Uh, I've seen that with, I've seen that with various wrestlers in AEW. I've seen that with, uh, Biggie. So there, there are a few people that when they are on camera, I pay attention.
1: Yeah. They Remember that. The eye goes to Bivens. I want you to clip that, throw that shit on Twitter, and then go tag Malcolm Bivens. The eye goes to Bivens every time.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Uh He he ha- had a little pop-up cameo in NXT this week. With-
1: Literally a pop-up cameo. Go All three rich. foot nine of them. It was so go great. Great. I'm so happy. Like the Hobbit community in wrestling has not been represented enough, and I'm really happy to see that it's happened. Uh,
0: but yeah, love you know, the you you have guys like that. Just they, they just ooze charisma, mm-hmm. and, and and you're seeing that with people. It's just it's so good to see. So it, th- these people are treasures, and they should be protected at all costs. Our Truth is yes. also one of them. Oh yeah. Um, but we have such good wrestling right now, and
1: speaking you know, of wrestling. I mean, not to not to not to push things forward, but we did also have another banger of a pay-per-view with NXT. We've had
0: two we've had two good pay-per-views in as many weeks. Yeah. We had Takeover Vengeance Day, which I watched the entire thing. I hung on every last match. Uh let, I let,
1: didn't look at my phone once during that pay-per-view which says I something. was
0: I was tweeting a little bit during the match. I usually will tweet something I'm I'm I'll real do it bad in the at the commercial
1: breaks. Bad. I tweeted in the commercial breaks, that was it. All
0: I'm real bad about tweeting from our 685 show account. Uh, it's at the 685 pod on uh, the Twitter machine. Uh, that is the only place where this podcast is, by the way. Um, I just, that card, top to bottom, you and I talked about it when we previewed the whole thing. The matches, every match on that show, there was not a week match on
1: that show. Not one. Not one. Not a one. Not
0: one. So five matches on the show. You had the, the women's dusty tag classic, uh, I would say that was maybe, if you wanna, if you wanna say there was a weak match. And that, just, that's it, the
1: equivalent it, of saying that match had an A minus while everything else was an A. Like that's the only, like, you would just be it, nitpicking at that and, point, And, 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 and I'm
0: only, match. and I'm only nitpicking because the only, only weak link in that match, only weak link in that match was Ember Moon.
1: And I would say I have a strong feeling. Ember and I've noticed it is that she's in her own head with that injury. Like she, when she goes to do her big moves, yes. she's been hitting them. Like later, and like as the match goes on, she gets out of her own head and she gets into the moment, and she's back at like what yeah, Ember Moon should be. But at the beginning of the match, she's a little pensive, and I get it, worried it's, because it, it's no, kind of sloppy. Yeah, those those times the beginning of her matches where she's a little thinking in her own head about hope I don't hurt something, those are the times you can get hurt, right? As a professional, so right. I, I I feel like she's getting that quote unquote ring rust off of her with every match. Uh, right. Her and Shotzi are a great couple together on on screen. Uh, it's such a good pairing between the two of them. They go right. together. And, and, like, and, and I have hmm. to say
0: I have to say something about Shotzi Blackheart. I've been very I've been very critical of
1: you should, Shotzi. you Blackheart. Been a Shotzi hater.
0: However, this match proved to me that that woman will improve and will get a lot better. She okay. was damn good in that match.
1: Yeah. Damn good in that
0: match. Uh she she took everything that Kai and Gonzalez threw at her and made it look good.
1: They whipped her like a government mule king and that was that was yeah, like a Jezebel as good old JR would say, but um, right. no, it was,
0: but, she but took yeah, a she, lot
1: of shit that match yeah. and just kept coming up but, for it. But
0: she, she did so damn well in that match. That was night and day compared to the uh, War Games match. Yeah. Night yeah. and day. So, I'm, all I gotta say is, if if we're gonna go and we're gonna make stock references, I would say her stock has gone way up.
1: Yeah, like, yeah.
0: Like, doubled. Easy.
1: We're throwing the tendies into Shotzi Blackheart. Boom. <laughs> Has so the tendies the, the tennies in the, the dip. Where are my diamond hands at, throw them up. Oh Lord.
0: Uh but anyways, uh of course you have Kai, Kai and Gonzalez win that match. I'm looking forward to uh their tag team title match against uh the women's tag team champions. Yeah. Uh that's gonna be fun. Raquel Gonzalez was the strongest in ma- that match, and yeah. I mean that both literally and figuratively, she carried yeah. that match.
1: Very impressive. Very, impressive, uh, from yeah, very impressive. A relative newcomer, so to speak, out of the group.
0: Second-generation wrestler, by the way. Okay. Second-generation wrestler. Her dad was uh you would say he was a jobber, but, mm. dude, the guy knew what he was doing. Put food on the <laughs> table, so come on. Yeah. So, So there you go. Uh, damn good match. Uh, Gargano Kushida, that was a classic. I want to see that match again. That was the that was almost the longest match on the card. Second longest match on the card was Gargano Kushida, and it was only a minute shorter than, uh, the main event. So what's that tell you?
1: That was yeah. It, that was so, great because all these these uh like matches had time to breathe. Which was really right. cool, and tell a full story in the ring, which was awesome. Uh The the MSK win over Grizzled Young Vets for the Men's I, Tag Team Classic was such a feel good moment. It was for so the show. it was
0: so weird for me because I was thinking about this. I'm like, man, uh, GYV needs to win. Okay, MSK wins. Now now watching the fallout since then, I'm like, oh, this makes so much sense. This is so good. Uh, it's it's mu- it's much watch TV because yeah. this week uh, Grizzled Young Vets attack MSK. And mm-hmm. now GYV they've they've gotten fined, and they're going to slide right into that NXT tag team final match. it's yeah. going it's kind of a foregone conclusion at this point. Right, right. So yeah, this makes it so you're now not slingshotting MSK, mm-hmm. who is damn talented by the way. I'm very impressed with those guys.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't um, know who they were going into. Like I didn't know their indie cred, but they definitely made a believer out of me after that match.
0: Right. So so they're damn good, and GYV. Don't, don't put any don't put any disrespect on the name.
1: No, not at like all. young vets
0: are damn good. I yeah. I love to hate them.
1: <laughs> yeah, love, yeah, yeah. I
0: love to hate them. Um, just good, good all around uh, that match. Just that that's tag team wrestling, man. Mm. Uh, I I'm so glad that yeah. we're we have good tag team wrestling on both WWE programming and AEW right I would now.
1: Put them at that same level as like FTR in the classical. Technical wrestler. Right. Category and that in that division and their their stock that that's he's put some stock in them too. They they only have upward oh, upward yeah. momentum, and,
0: especially after what what happened on NXT tonight. Yeah, uh, then, then you yeah, they, they still got heat,
1: which is oh, great. Yeah. Oh yeah,
0: and then you. Uh, by the way, Drake Maverick is also one of those people that needs to be protected at all costs. He is a, treasurer. <laughs> he Drake is a treasure. Drake Maverick and Kill, Killian Dane as a tag team is great. Yeah. Uh, Drake Maverick came out tonight wearing the Killian Dane on a T-shirt. Of course, that shirt <laughs> off, off. It is the greatest thing. Uh, watch their segments on 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 the socials because it is worth it. Oh yeah. Uh, right. But uh, they, then you had uh, the NXT Women's Championship match. Damn good match. Uh, I like I like the ending because it was kind of ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the shortest match of the night, which was weird.
1: Yeah was, oh. there was a botched spot with the table. Uh it was like it was a complete opposite of a Japanese table. It felt it broke too early this time. uh and I was like god bless them for for like doing what they could to save it. There was that moment of like awkward pause and you're like oh shit. But uh they you know they made it work. It wasn't it wasn't bad, but it was more like we all just felt bad for them in the moment. Not like we were ridiculing them. We were all just like oh shit. Like that sucks. That sucks to have yeah. happened to you. Right.
0: And and then then of course the NXT championship match uh And along with Gargano Kushida, I consider Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne an early contender for match of the year.
1: That was, that was my favorite Balor match. And I'm saying something that, because all of Balor's matches um at this, this year so far have just been what I've always wanted Finn Balor to be. And, He's hit like so. Finn Balor. So we're gonna say Demon. This there's two different Finn Balors we've had. We've had Demon King Finn Balor, and now we have the Prince, uh, the the real rock and roller Finn Balor. And so the Prince is at a whole different level. Like Prince Balor would beat the shit out of Demon King Balor, period. If it if it was a mirror match in like a video game, the stats on this Finn, Finn Balor we have now are just <laughs> monumentally bigger. And he can tell a great story. And this is everything. It's almost like I don't want to say the glove to come off because I know he was all into the demon gimmick. I know that was his his baby, too. But this one that he's doing here just has so much more.
0: Yeah, this is this is uh, Bullet Club Finn Balor.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Or, well, kind of the rise of Balor Club Balor again. Uh, but not Balor Club because he's not referenced it at all, but it, it may be coming back. Let's just put it that way. Cause I'm actually, I am actually wearing the Balor Club Los Angeles t-shirt tonight. Oh, nice. So, there you go. Uh, but yeah, that, that's, I consider those both to be early match of the year candidates. Like, mm-hmm. j- just that match, Pete Dunne, Pete Dunne, that, that dude, if he does not win the WWE championship and have a long reign, as a WWE champion and win it multiple times, something's wrong. Yeah. That, that guy is the future of that company.
1: Yeah. And, and,
0: and if anyone, and if anyone says I'm wrong, I will fight you and you will lose.
1: Yeah. There's no way I don't, I don't see anyone disagreeing. No one disagreeing at all. Oh. If you, you're out of your damn mind if you disagree with that shit. Um, Finn Balor, Finn Balor, it's it's oh it's so good. And I remember everyone like oh he's going to NXT, oh he's going back down. It, down it, it,
0: elevated, it elevated NXT so much.
1: Yeah, like, NXT. Like, I'm gonna say this like if you if we do the tier chart of like what are the top, middle and bottom brands of WWE. Top tier to me is still SmackDown right now, right? Because that's the main roster that's on Fox. Roman Reigns is just the peak guy. Second place is NXT third place is raw and no shade to drew mcintyre drew has been a great champion drew mcintyre has been the best part of raw but raw has turned yeah, it, into this weird sideshow that yeah, just and, doesn't and, seem to hit right i don't understand why
0: yeah there, there's there's some highlights on raw but raw for the most part has been kind of eh, whatever you're throwing at the wall it ain't working right yeah um and a lot of botched ideas like Raw Underground was actually a decent thing.
1: I but missed I, I miss Raw Underground. I'm sorry. I, I felt like I was the only one that liked it. I fucking well, loved so, so Raw so Underground. Did I. Like,
0: it, it was a missed opportunity that, man, they were bringing in some interesting people, and I'm like, you could have actually done in- something really, really interesting with this, and then it dropped.
1: Like, um, remember, I'd be like, hey, anyone remember Baba Tunde Like, he was going to... Uh, sorry, oh, my bad. Davacado. Kato was so awesome because he would just kill things, and that right. was it. And, and then Shada and then then, Shada Baszler was like, "That was the best Shada." Under Raw Underground, Shada was so fucking awesome. And now, right. now, now we have none of that. Like they could, if this lasts, in, in there's an alternate universe that in, that we can't be in, which is unfortunate. It makes me depressed. That Raw Underground is not only still on the air but Raw Underground is also going to be a future video game in the in the vein of Def Jam Vendetta that we would have got.
0: <laughs> that would be fun. Yes. That would be fun because it's ridiculous. Because it's absolutely ridiculous. It was, yeah. the, it was the ridiculous idea, and what I've said about the COVID era with, with matches, it was one of those things that, on paper, it looks like shit. But, yeah, what, yeah. but, yeah. but the people behind it went 100% Underground Fight Club with it. It was so... Damn underrated. Yeah. It bothers me.
1: It was way more entertaining than it had any right to be. <laughs> right, right. And then you
0: had then you had legit fighters come in. You had Chyna Vayser come in. You had uh, you had Marina Shafir come in. You had Justin Duke come in. You had people that were there that were legit. You had you had Tabacato, uh, who uh, I think he does Brazilian ju- Jiu Jitsu or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and you have other people that have MMA backgrounds on that roster great way to showcase
1: They brought in that Capoeira guy from NXT. Yeah. Fuck, I anyway. forgot his name. I, I almost wanted to call him Tiago Alves, but that's an actual MMA fighter from the UFC from back in the day. But Oh,
0: he, oh yeah, yeah. I know the guy you're talking about. It, yeah. His name escapes me. Sorry. His name
1: escapes me. Sorry. I totally, totally don't want to disrespect the dude, but I liked his work because he also did a great MMA style match in NXT. Before that, I think he got an injury, and that's why he wasn't on anymore. Right. Um but seeing his, the, the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, uh, artists come out there and just do an actual MMA fight, that's a work, it's a work shoot, but it was, it was great, you know, to watch. It's right. entertaining.
0: And, yeah, and, that was something that was good about Raw. And then you have all sorts of weird stuff going on. A lot of disconnection and things that are dropped, things that don't make sense. Retribution's been hit or miss. Uh, Retribution, God. It, talk, talk about a missed opportunity,
1: man. Mm hmm. Yeah, re- fuck. Retribution is
0: at this point. At this fuck. point. At this point, rip off their damn masks. Tell us who they are. Tell them why we joined Retribution.
1: Yeah,
0: and make 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 me actually hate them because right now it's almost like Xbox go away heat, Uh except for Mustafa yeah. Ali because he's also a treasure that needs to be protected. Yeah, uh, I, and, and, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get booed because I uh, I disrespected the name. It's Mustafa Ali.
1: Mustafa Mustafa Ali. So, I like Heel Mustafa Ali uh, as as a character. I I think it has some some uh, the the edge to it. And this is what uh, Bully Ray on Twitter said. This he goes. I, and I think he said that someone else said this, so I'm not quoting it as him, but he just, he mentioned, maybe it was Al Snow actually mentioned it. Doesn't matter. Uh They said that as a face, there's only one direction for you to go. You got to smile to the crowd. You got to be a good guy. And that's it. There's really not much more for you to go as a baby face, but as a heel, you can go anywhere you want. And, and Ali can go anywhere he anywhere wants he with wants. this and he can make this work any way he wants as an individual but he is being weighed down by the jobber status of everyone around him and and you're you're saying to yourself how dare you mathematic call these people jobbers around oh, him. They no, are. you know who they are but oh, they are. in in the K-Fabe storyline i'm saying purely in the storyline of this show Xavier Woods has single-handedly beat your whole faction, and Xavier Woods' power ranking in the terms of the storyline is not that big. He may be a multi-time tag team champion, but Xavier Woods had to do it with help with Kofi Kingston, who has a high power rating, and Big E Langston, a.k.a. Big E Big Papa over here, he also has a huge power rating. He is an integral part of a team that won. As an individual, he has not had much success. However, he is undefeated against this jobber faction now, who is supposed to have come out and got jobs because they trashed their employer's office and some, it makes no fucking sense. Right, right. And, 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 and that's it's, why it's Ross crushing. sucks. Is right. that lack and, of continuity? And right. you have how many fucking writers in the back writing this shit?
0: Well, you, you have some, and on the flip side of that, you have some good spots. You have Riddle defeating Bobby Lashley for the title in, in Elimination Chamber. Bobby Lashley and John Morrison for the record. Yeah. Uh, gets, gets pinned on Morrison. Uh, Bobby Lashley lo- loses his shit. Uh, ultimately ends up in, uh, redacted because we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but Riddle, bright spot. Uh the hurt business once once they're getting on their footing again, their good footing that they're on as of as of right now, good for business. Yeah. But other things, whatever the hell they've been doing with WWE title, Drew Drew McIntyre has been the guy. And then they end his title reign, uh spoiler, because talking Elimination Chamber. He he successfully defends the belt in the Elimination Chamber.
1: In a great Elimination Chamber. In, in a great match, nice. by the way.
0: Great match. Uh, both of the Chamber matches were really, really good this time. Although on the Raw side, I think Orton got eliminated a little too early. I think that may have been a mistake. Uh, just by the, the time, because everyone was in, the other five competitors were in the ring quite a bit longer after he left. Yeah,
1: yeah. So Which, it looks like you yeah. just
0: didn't get his shoulder up quick enough, and they're like, Well, when we counted the three, you're done. Yeah. So uh other than that, um
1: That and AJ Styles trying to break into the match earlier. I'm like, why the hell would you he want to be in there early? Psychologically, you have no reason to want to try to be well, in the be, match because earlier. It, because
0: it was a it was a I can eliminate two guys, then I have two less guys
1: to fight. That's it, that's, a, it was that's a, great- a boneheaded move. But Bone, I'll, then I'll say, if that's the case, if that's the logic we're running with, then AJ Styles is just an idiot. But that's fine; he can be an idiot storyline wise. Right.
0: Yeah. And then of course it was just to have uh almost uh pull the pull the plexi off, which had fallen off that particular pod in the SmackDown match, which was at the beginning of the night. So, um. But anyways, the the, the the WWE title match and Drew McIntyre wins, as soon as, as soon as the bell rings, almost immediately, the chamber goes up. Yeah. Like, almost immediately goes up. No, no, no ifs, ands, or buts.
1: Oh, I no did go. No. I checked the last chamber match that they had, that was like the ending, and they, they let it off. They let it up at the end too. Right. To love so to celebrate. So that wasn't a tell. I mean, I know it was a tell for you and it happened to work, but it isn't not the tell because they've they've done it before. Well, be, because I, I did because, some research.
0: Well, because because of the camera angle too. You see okay. you see Drew McIntyre holding his belt, yeah. leaning against the second rope as the chamber is going up. You're like something's going to happen. He's lingering in this position too long. Well,
1: especially because they put the lower third up, too, as the copyright notice. And that thing turned heel on us a few times now. So we know not to trust the lower third popping up anymore. Right.
0: Right. And so what happens? The chamber comes up. Bobby Lashley comes out, beats the hell out of McIntyre. Misses music hits.
1: Yeah. Right when when Bobby came out, I was like, oh, shit. I know what's going to happen. We know
0: what's going to happen, yeah. And then... Because you see, right before this match, MVP is talking to the Miz.
1: Mm-hmm. Making deals.
0: We know what's going on. So Miz ends up cashing in what we think was going to be a, a, an okay match. Uh, Drew kicks out. Miz ends up hitting him with a skull-crushing finale, rolls him out, gets the win. Two-time uh, WWE champion. For the record, Miz is the only person to have won the WWE championship twice with the Money in the Bank contract. Yeah. The only other... WWE there are only two strong. other
1: double there's cash winners.
0: One, There's all Yeah, there's only two other double cash-in winners. Uh, of course, one is Edge, who won both the WWE and the World Heavyweight title that way. That's one. And the one that won the World Heavyweight title twice was CM Punk. Yeah.
1: So they all had different combinations of winning the two major championships. with Right, the and,
0: and, and CM Punk was the only one to have ever won the Money in the Bank back-to-back years. Yeah. So and
1: successfully cashed it on both of them. Yes.
0: So that that was the God, I'm pissed off, but that's a swerve we needed night.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and, and ending. So that sets up to Miz getting to defend the belt this coming Monday against Bobby Lashley.
1: Cool. Which the Miz has a great way of getting out of really shitty situations. So I can't wait to see how the Miz survives this somehow.
0: Right. This is the only thing that makes Raw worth watching. On the blue brand you have uh the the smackdown smackdown uh elimination chamber match uh for a WWE Universal Championship match they didn't say that it was going to be immediately after for the record yeah um you had Daniel uh, Daniel Bryan ends up winning the match he defeats uh Cesaro Uso Jey Uso Kevin Owens uh Corbin and Sami Zayn
1: which by <laughs> the way give me Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro any night of the week that was so great to watch the two of them go right
0: yeah and, and Man, that
1: was good. Yeah, Man, was I was good. I was a little salty at first that Daniel Bryan didn't win. I mean, sorry, Cesaro didn't win because I wanted him to have the match. However, I'm glad that it was Daniel Bryan because if what Wait, happened next was Roman Reigns killed <laughs> Daniel Bryan by a TKO, almost, right?
0: Almost. Almost loses the match. Yeah, he ends up ends up putting the, uh, the sleeper on him.
1: Yeah, so he just puts him to sleep, and the ref just calls the match. T- it was, it says it was a, yeah. So it says it was a minute and a half. So if Cesaro was put out in a minute and a half, that would have probably hurt him more than with Daniel Bryan, it hurts him none at all.
0: Right, right. So the, this the, the the two the two chamber matches had screwy afters, which okay, fine. And it's just for the sake of. Let's play with the fans. They made sense.
1: They made sense though. It wasn't like it was a weird fucky finish for no reason. Those are totally like a. They were telegraphed beautifully to to train the audience's brain to expect some stuff, and b it gave great heat to both Roman Reigns and the the Miz coming out of it, going now into the road to WrestleMania for both of them. Right.
0: Which, which speaking of that, uh, Fastlane is the next event. That is March the twenty first. Yeah. That will be the. First WWE event that will be on the Peacock. They they announced I still that they announced, call
1: something the Peacock without like not with a straight face. There's no fucking way. There,
0: there, there's a reason why i I said it and not you because there, there's a dick joke in there. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's
1: two of them actually.
0: Yes. Yes. So, anyways. Um, I, I,
1: I hope that they put NASCAR on, I, I was actually hoping that they would put vintage NASCAR on the peacock, just so that you could say, hey, can we look up Dick Trickle on the peacock? God. Actual NASCAR. Yeah, I know.
0: And, and no, I know no, no, no,
1: for the audience at home who does not. Look up Dick Trickle. That's a guy's and, and, name. And it's, His and parents want that Exactly how you think it is. Exactly. You can uh, go tell your parents, hey, Dad, do you know Dick Trickle? <laughs> you can't get in trouble for saying it. Really people sick. people always get in trouble for saying, don't say the Lord's name in vain. Don't go Jesus Christ. Say Dick Trickle from now on whenever you get mad. Ah, Dick Trickle. God, that's bad. That's
0: can't, bad. Get, in okay. can't get in trouble. Okay, so because of, because of this, uh, Fastlane will be the first special on the Peacock. By that point, if you have a WWE Network subscription, like I do, uh, it will kick over to being a Peacock sus- subscription. Is that how
1: they said it's going to Do like we just log in with our accounts on the Peacock network and it's honored, uh, or
0: what? I don't know exactly how they're. Or are
1: going they to just account? saying like, all right, cancel your subscription or work we're cutting your subscription and automatically enrolling you in the Peacock network. Maybe. Well, which is
0: fun, which is funny because I already had an account because I was watching Premier League back back in the fall. Yeah. Um, because there were some matches that weren't on. NBCSN, which is going away anyway, which, which which I think, which I have a theory about this. I think part of the reason why WWE signed this deal for the Peacock is because NXT will end up moving to it, being a weekly show on the Peacock because yeah. they're going to lose the space on on uh, USA, yeah. and I because they're going to move hockey there and a few other things. Um, and for the love of God, please lose an hour on Raw. Um raw needs to be two hours. Three hours is too much.
1: Never happening. Uh, god, I hope it goes Sorry. back to some point.
0: Sorry. I, I know, I know, but I hope it goes back to two hours at some point.
1: I would hope so. We all hope so. Uh,
0: the, the, uh, nine, nine to eleven with a little run over. Which, that's the way it used to be in the early 2000s. It should go back to that. Yeah. Uh, but that's my opinion. So, I don't know. They, they've been kind of mum on how the subscription change is gonna happen. Uh, I would be checking your email. If you're subscribed to Network, uh, you'll get answers. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll see. I, I'm I'm curious as to how that will pan out, what content will be moved over. Uh, we were talking about it earlier where there's going to be things that will be censored because you're not going to have the Booker T line about him coming for Hulk Hogan uh, a, as something in the archives that you will be seeing unedited because, you know, it's, it's racially insensitive. Correct. Um, so... That that kind of kind of goes from there, but Fastlane's coming. We'll we'll see how that goes. I don't know what they're going to book for that for that pay per view, but it's basically like two and a half weeks out for Mania. At that point, you're not going to do yeah. any major changes between now and then, or between then and Mania, unless you need to really build something. Yeah, that, you know, well, if,
1: unless unless uh, Vince tries to pull out the hammer again and say, "All right." In case of emergency, break glass, and it's the Brock party button. Who knows?
0: As long as it's not him or Goldberg. Like, if you're going to do a match that involves Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley all day, every day, period. Yep. But you but you had to have MVP and Paul Heyman uh, uh, on opposite Talking. ends. Which yeah. Is, which ain't, by the way, by the way, uh, head of the table, Roman Reigns, is best Roman Reigns. Don't disagree with me on that one because that one's a fact.
1: Um, I've been saying it since day one. Uh, it was <laughs> NXT, NXT, the franchise. Roman Reigns. That's how this character was was like kind of like alpha tested. Um, right. it was great, and I was always hoping to see it come back. Someone on Reddit found in 2014 he cut a promo or 2016 talking about when he gets the WWE championship, he's going to be the head at the table and he was bred for this and this and that, and the crowd's booing the shit out of him. It was great. Great promo that he cut in his earlier career in WWE. That is great seeing now that callback turning into what it is now that it's just been groomed over this time to finally become the the great refined package we have now.
0: Right. And that brings us to the final five tonight, Matt, Mm -hmm. Since we did have a money in the bank cash in uh, for the first time in quite some time, uh, I have picked my five favorite best cash ins.
1: Now, this is funny because I could see your five; you cannot see mine. And I found that we only have one in common, which is pretty so, good considering how 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 it, relatively few, so to speak, cash ins there have been in the history of right. the money in the bank. So we had to pick so, ten total.
0: I'm going to actually kind of start from, not from the most recent, but from the one that is, has the most recency bias for me. Mm-hmm. Bailey pulling out the women's uh, money in the bank, cashing in, and winning the women's uh, championship, the SmackDown Women's Championship, back on May the 19th, 2019, at the Money in the Bank pay per view. She had the briefcase for less than an hour. That set up the beginning of her, uh, of her, uh, Long, long reign with the belt. Um, so they brought
1: us heel Bailey, like the, and it the. ended up heel it, it
0: Ended up bringing us heel Bailey. Uh, that's why, because that set her up on a path to where she's pretty much alpha female on SmackDown now. Uh, it, you, you, you can say Sasha, and now Bianca's in the mix, but that put Bailey on top for that entire time. Yeah, it yeah. was a great. Was- it was.
1: Such it, it was as a great do, way to... like, she destroyed the, her, what are those called? The Bailey buddies were, were killed off. She got the the fire. I thought, I like her theme music. Some people are talking shit saying it's too generic or basic, but I think it really fit her, like, air of herself and how she carried herself. Right. I think it fits very well with her character. Um, and then this is like, with her and the belt just being just insufferable with her quote unquote best friend Sasha Banks together, uh, they had such a, she just had such a great run after this Money in the Bank cash and it's just perfect. Right, uh,
0: my next one here is I'm actually gonna I'm at I'm gonna do recency buys again. Miz, Miz, both,
1: both, Ms. both, cash ins, cash
0: ins, because they were they were both underhanded, sneaky, came out of nowhere. Miz cashing in after after uh, Drew McIntyre has gone through the brutal uh, elimination chamber match. Great way to cash in. I hated it. I booed the shit out of Miz after that. That was a perfect heater. Perfect heater. The other <laughs> yeah. time he did this, uh, Miz defeated Randy Orton with his goal crushing finale to win the championship after Orton was attacked by the Nexus. That tells you how long ago this was.
1: Wow. Yeah. November 22nd,
0: 2010. So 10 years, uh, and just shy of three months. So between his two, those were two different title reigns. Miz held the WWE Championship, that that first and only reign up until this last one. Um, he held that through Wrestlemania the following year. Wow. Because he had, he ended up going to Wrestlemania and defeating John Cena at the coming Wrestlemania.
1: That's true. Wow, because, I forgot about that, that of, whole because one of,
0: Because of interference from The Rock, which set up
1: yeah.
0: Rock Cena and then Rock Cena 2. So... That That's an interesting one. So, both of his reigns. The next one, the next one is the original cash-in. Uh, this was also post-elimination chamber match. This is January 8th, 2006, New Year's Revolution. That pay-per-view has long since been dead. <laughs> Edge, Edge, the ultimate opportunist, defeats John Cena after two spears, to win the championship after Cena had successfully defended the title in the elimination chamber,
1: that was good, yeah, that was the first one that that, that, that,
0: first, that, that did not get top for quite some time.
1: yeah edge edge getting the first money in the bank from the the match that was created by Chris Jericho in appleton um it was just so good and and Edge being able to cash in, and that solidified his character as the rated R superstar and the ultimate opportunist, and that really uh, put him that next level up in into the ascension in, in the power ranking, so to speak, as all-time great wrestlers.
0: Right, and speaking of Edge, uh th- this next one I'm going to mention, this is Edge actually losing the World Heavyweight Championship, so this is a couple years later. Uh Edge is attacked... By Batista during a promo on Monday Night Raw.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I remember this. There, I think it was. Uh, I think it was Edge's talk show, uh, the, the Cutting Edge at the time. It tells you how long ago this was. was 2008. Um, Batista attacks him. They they have beef because of, of of a previous match. Then you hear Killswitch engage come out, uh, come up on on the, the the PA. Out comes CM Punk with a ref with the case. This is long hair CM Punk with with the snake bite lip piercing and everything. So oh it God! Yeah. Tells you how long ago this was. It's June thirtieth, two thousand eight. Uh, CM Punk picks up Edge, hits him with the GTS, wins the belt. And that's still one of the. That's the first time you had a face win the belt in that style.
1: Okay. Because
0: prior to this, you had Edge win in two thousand six. You had Rob Van Dam, who won the Money in the Bank in 2006, end up having a WWE Championship match, which he asked for, for that. Well, I would say that was, that was I, I, arguably,
1: arguably he was a face in that match. <laughs> well,
0: well, Rob Van Dam was, the face in, was a face in that match, but that was an actual legitimate match that was not an uh, not like an underhanded, yeah. is the way I put it, match. Edge, again, in 2007, uh, winning the World Heavyweight Championship on SmackDown. That's a little bit of an underhanded uh, tactic. Mm-hmm. Um, so then CM Punk being the fourth person to cash in, that's the first time you had an actual face cash in in one of those. This was the ultimate opportunist kind of style. Yeah. And then the last one that I put on here it has been dubbed the heist of the century. Uh, this was March 29th 2015, WrestleMania 31. Seth Rollins, who lost earlier in the night with a gnarly RKO against Randy Orton, comes out in the middle of the WWE World Heavyweight Championship ma- match between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. They have beat the hell out of each other. Oh, yeah. Rollins runs in, cashes in the contract, referee accepts <clears throat> the contract, inserts him, makes it a triple threat match. Rollins pins Reign after curbs- uh, curb stomp, wins the title dubbed Heist of the Century. It was one of the most shocking WrestleMania moments, and it's my favorite Money in the Bank cash-in.
1: Easily. Easily. That was, that was so good. Michael Cole's call, like we always crap, I crapped a Michael Cole earlier in this podcast. Michael Cole's call at the Heist of the Century was perfect. That's, that 100%. when Seth Rollins gets put into the WWE Hall of Fame, which it's already going to happen, barring some weird, like, controversy, uh, he, th- that will be on the clip, maybe even, like, the front, like, that, the, that the centerpiece me. clip, and, and Michael Cole's line. One. Yeah, then Michael Cole's first. line, <clears throat> Heist of the Century, it's fucking perfect. <clears throat> I'm going to say already kind of segwaying into my top five my number one is Seth Rollins cash-in as well. And that's the only one that we matched up together with, which is funny. That's,
0: inter- that's interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah, so we both shared number one, but two through five are not the same. Okay. Uh, but with Seth Rollins cash-in, it was so good, especially because I remember being on Reddit after he lost the match to Randy and everyone's like, oh, my God, look how buried he is. Seth Rollins can't get under. What does Randy have to go over? Fuck this company. Yeah, this is the it, worst it, thing it ever. is how my next co- week. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this is kind of how my cousin and I were feeling like, this is dumb,
1: this was a waste of a match for him. Yeah, waste of a match, and then Seth Rollins comes out champion, and he does he, how fucking hyped he was, running right. down. Right. I was screaming, I was screaming, I was running, in, not running in the house, but I was like, I was on my feet. My cousins were watching with me, we were losing our shit. Um, my cousin Molly was losing her shit because she loves Roman Reigns, and she was pretty pissed. Mac and I were pretty hyped, Um that was uh, by far i don't think we in recent memory anything has even come close oh
0: none n- none of the rest we actually have the list it's it's, it's on it's on wikipedia by yeah. the right. way there has been 21 men's money in the bank matches and that is that's number one. Not, none of the rest come
1: anywhere close. Not even close. But number two, and this is again, these are personal favorites. So if you don't agree with mine, that's fine. These are my personal ones. For number two, my favorite was Dean Ambrose cashing in on Seth Rollins at Money to Bank twenty sixteen out in Las Ooh. Vegas. Ooh, that, that makes was sense. fun. That was really fun because that match was that or that night, all three Shield members were WWE champion at some point. Right. Seth right. Just right, I beat remember the Roman this. Reigns, he just beat Roman Reigns to gain the championship earlier that night. Dean Ambrose won Money in the Bank, same show, and he cashed in at the end of that night on Seth Rollins, hit Dirty Deeds, and walked out champion. And that started his run on the new SmackDown Live as the quote unquote Kingpin of SmackDown, where him and AJ Styles had a fucking awesome feud over the WWE Championship. Right. Very underrated Dean Ambrose, so uh, now, John Moxley. If you want to be a really big mark to your friends, say my favorite cash in was when John Moxley pinned Tyler Black after he beat Leia Key for the WWF Championship. Say that and you'll be a total mark to your friends. And, and if you
0: say that, and you're around me, I will punch you.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll punch you for that. Um, my number three is uh, Rob Van Dam cashing in on John Sand at ECW One Night Stand. Uh, this is arguably—I don't even say arguably—because it's the only actual match <laughs> yeah, for the, the money ever contract. Yep. They never. You, all of these are like usually shitty roll-ups. It's some some run in quick fight. I'm gonna pin you as fast as I can for win lose or draw. This one, Robert Van Dam said, I'm gonna do the honorable thing, but I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna have to come to my neck of the woods. You're gonna have to come to my arena you're going to have to come into the middle of ECW, the most hostile crowd John Cena has ever faced in his life, and play the heel in a match with it was so good. It was one of the best matches of all time, in my opinion, especially, I would arguably say one of the best ECW matches of all time, of course, but one of the my favorite matches of all time because the amount of passion and excitement from the audience, the callbacks to ECW originals, the whole thing was just one big fuck you to to Vince McMahon, and right. he paid for it, which was right. hilarious. In the Hammerstein Ballroom, where it all started and where it all ended, Rob Van Dam gets over on John Cena. It wasn't clean, but it's ECW, so fuck you. John, Rob Van Dam walks away with the title, and then he had to smoke his chances away of being the champion, so it didn't last that long. It wasn't a great reign at all, but that match right. goes down in history. It's one of the best.
0: Yeah, and you you actually said this. There's actually been one other match that was WWE, uh, it was the WWE Universal Championship was actually contended for with a Money in the Bank uh, cash in. It was actually set up as a match. That was the Hell in Cell match, uh, 2018, Braun Strowman uh, versus Roman Reigns.
1: That's right. He said, "Yeah, that's right." He, he what, said, that, which, Roman. What, I'm going to take you yeah. on.
0: Yeah, which, which ended in a no contest, by the
1: way. That's right. So, good call, good call. Uh, my fourth place goes to, this is a classic one everyone loves, everyone pulls back out. Dolph Ziggler cashing in on Elberto Del Rio is the Raw After Mania in 2012 in New Jersey. After Mania, it was a hot crowd. This was peak Ziggler Mania. Everyone wanted Ziggler to win. They wanted to know when he was gonna cash in. El Del Rio, that piece of shit, is laying on the ground probably is just, like, loaded up with Quaaludes or whatever the fuck he does because he's a piece of shit. And then here comes Dolph Ziggler. The the music hits. The crowd loses, loses their shit. mind. Because he's
0: face, he's face Ziggler at the time. Dude, peak,
1: that's the crazy part. Peak face Ziggler. It never got better than this. It was him, AJ Lee, and Big E. As as the trio, uh the Final Fantasy, uh, it was Cloud, Barrett, and Tifa coming on out. Pretty uh much. and Cloud hit hit Omni Slash on that piece of shit Alberto Del Rio, who can go fuck himself and die in a in, in a in a pit. And he walks away with the title, and the whole crowd couldn't be happier. It wasn't a great run with no. the title afterwards, no, 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 but no, it I, doesn't matter. It was no, it was not, none
0: of the reigns. None of the reigns Ziggler has had have been right home worthy yeah which bothers me because the guy just he has one little thing missing, and I don't know if it's someone to play off him of or something. Give him a chance, Nicky Bella.
1: You know. Its his heat with Nicky Bella and by way of that John Cena, and I already know that I'm going to say that's a fact, even though it's total conjecture on my part, but he had heat with Nicky Bella because of their previous relationship. John Cena did not like him, and John Cena tried to keep him down. That's just how it was. It was just beef backstage, and that's what kept him away from the the limelight. Plain and simple. That's just how it is. And I'm going to call it. And you can people call me a mark. People call me bullshit in the back, but that's just a conspiracy theory. I think has a little uh, bit of weight to it.
0: I I wouldn't necessarily disagree. Okay, and, and, your, and, and your
1: Final. And th- to round up the top five, uh, Daniel Bryan cashing on the big show after he had a. Uh, a, a it was a. Uh, chairs match against Mark Henry. It was tables, ladders, and chairs, uh Baltimore, Maryland. Uh Big Show and Mark Henry just had a hoss match. Big show's lying there, and here comes Daniel Bryan. And this was uh again kind of similar to how CM Punk internet darling of of wwe this was a guy that we never thought would get close to the title and when he got the money in the bank we're like holy shit this could be real and big show's laying there we're like holy shit he's gonna do it of course big show had to kick out after three just to keep his own heat because he's like i'm not gonna let this vanilla midget pin me or whatever but that's fine he still got the championship and daniel bryan healed daniel bryan at the time because this was the whole no, no, no shtick that he was doing and dating A.J. Lee and being a shitty boyfriend. Um this 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 was like even though he was the heel everyone was fucking hyped for it because we've been right. wanting that for Dana Bryan for so long. It wasn't a great title ring again. It was it was a good one. It was better than St. Zigglers and Van Dams uh on this list, but we didn't really get he was never the guy to have great title reigns until and, and meaning by a single like the world championship until he became heel uh the right. the champion of the world. That was probably his best one. Um the plants champion was, the, the, planets planets champion. Champion, the champion, sorry, my bad. Um and it's ironic because he also lost his to Sheamus in a cash in later down the line, uh, which really just fucking deflated everybody. Um uh, oh, but she, this was, she,
0: no, no, no. That wasn't a cash in from Sheamus. That match that match at WrestleMania twenty uh twenty eight, which is the, the oh, wait, yeah, break. it
1: wasn't a cash-in, it was just... It was uh, a
0: 24-second match. It was just a squash uh, comes match. Comes in, comes that's in, right. Sheamus Brogue kicks him, and that's like the end of the match. That's it's right. Stupid slow.
1: Totally forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't even a cash-in. I forget, because it was so quick, I assume it was a cash-in. It wasn't at all. So there you go, I stand corrected. Um, but regardless, yeah, the Dan O'Brien spot, I just love Dan O'Brien, so that's why he rounds up my top five. Gotcha.
0: And on that note, uh Matt... We have been going on for quite some time. I think it's time to wrap this up. So I think so. Until you and I uh, talk again in a couple of weeks, which will be interesting, because um, there's a lot to go on between now and then. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't have anything else. I I think we've talked to the people enough and add us on, on the machines, and we may have some surprises in store in the near future. So, Ooh. uh yeah, uh, th- things that you and I have actually talked about already. Oh, so yeah. until then – um Wear your masks, wash your hands, be nice to one another, uh, especially that last one because everyone needs to be nice. And uh, watch more wrestling because wrestling is good. And until next time,
1: take it easy. Go watch them stardom. Peace out.
0: You've been listening to The 685, an Elder Millennials podcast. Find this podcast on Twitter at The685Pod. Please follow this podcast by subscribing to The Elder Millennials on your podcast service of choice also find this podcast on anchor.fm you can also find us online via twitter and instagram at elder mill pod or on facebook at facebook.com slash elder mill pod on behalf of all of us here at the elder millennials we'd like to thank you for listening to the podcast we'll catch you soon goodbye everyone